Blog Talk Radio. Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awake to the universal truth of oneness. Spirituality and science are both telling us that we are literally all connected. We are literally all one. And when the world and mankind wakes up to this universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. So that's what the mission of this show is. Um, also, I'd like to mention last week, um, for any of the listeners out there that was trying to listen to the show last week, we did experience some technical difficulties with Blog Talk Radio Online Studio. Um, and we had to postpone, we had to reschedule that um, show with Leonard um, Jacobson. Uh, Leonard Jacobson show will be rescheduled. It has been rescheduled for next week, June 19th. So just wanted to let you know that um, that show had to be rescheduled, but we will um, be speaking with um, Leonard Jacobson live next week, June 19th. Today's show topic is Increase Joy and Lessen Anxiety with Dr. Joy Lene, I'm sorry, Leanne. Mm, Leanne, sorry, Dr. Joy Leanne Hallman. Um, I met uh, Dr. Joy two weeks ago at the Agape Revelation 2015 celebration. She was one of the amazing presenters um, during the conference that weekend, and she introduced the audience to Joy Dance, and I will let her tell you more about that, about Joy Dance. So welcome Dr. Joy, to Awake to Oneness Radio. Good afternoon. Dr. Hi, Caroline. Hi, Dr. Joy. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for being with us. Um, it was a pleasure meeting you a few weeks ago in L.A. Uh, you did an amazing job. I was just so, uh, your your presentation just lifted my spirits, and uh, it was so amazing. I really enjoyed um, what you shared with the audience. Um, could you please share with our listeners all about what you do and who you are? Okay, so and I heard you struggling with my name. It is okay. It's 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 um, Joy Liani Hallman. It's fine. It's urban. Liani. Oh, Liani. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's not. It's not English, so it's not easy. I understand. So um, with okay. regards to the workshop that I that I did, it's entitled Joy Dance. And what I do is I help others to increase self confidence utilizing African dance and um, affirmations. And basically, as you saw, Caroline, we have people in the audience that maybe have never danced before. You know, so um, even though it was a really big audience, it's just uh, a way that that I get to talk to them and work with them to help them to create and become their best selves, like to just get out of the way, to not be worried about what people are thinking that you might be possibly thinking or, you know, oh, maybe I'm going to miss a step or I'm going to do it wrong. And as you know, I told the audience, you can't get it wrong. Like if you do another step, then it's new choreography. It's fine, you know. Mm-hmm. So um, that's, <laughs> that's one of the things that I do. Um, I don't even know when people say, what do you do? I normally change the subject, like, because there's so much to talk about. Right. <laughs> but, um <laughs> So that's one thing that I do. I am um, I'm a counselor, and I do different styles of counseling. I'm, um, I have a doctorate of education in counseling psychology, and as a therapist, I'm interning in order to become a licensed psychologist. I also do spiritual counseling, which mm-hmm. is how I pay my bills as well. And um, I'm a choreographer and professional dancer. Mm-hmm. Well, tell us a little bit about your story of... Um you know, you're, I know you're very connected with Agape, and just tell us a little bit about your story and your your spiritual growth journey. Wow, that's um, that's deep. Okay, so <laughs> well, just so you know, I shared with you earlier today, uh, my beloved yeah. grandmother, who just turned uh, ninety in April, um, she passed away oh. this morning. So, yeah, um, yes. So one of the my things that I, yes. 
Thank you. But one of the things that I'm really grateful to Agape about is um, the types of people that come there that are just ready to just um, to just open their souls and just approach their personal relationship with God wholeheartedly, like not asking permission from anyone. You know, your relationship with your with your uh, family and friends is personal. It's your relationship. So your relationship with God is that much more intimate. And what mm-hmm. I would say is in 94, I'm from the same area you're from. You know, I'm from, I'm from South Jersey, which is one mile from Philly. And mm-hmm. um, for undergrad, I went to a historically black college, Virginia State University, and my major was psychology. And I came home one summer, and I was in the bookstore in Philly in the gallery, and I just got kind of drawn to this section, Caroline, you know. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was like, well, what's over here? Now, before I tell you about this section, what I'll tell you is um, – when I was 10 years old, a Baptist preacher moved across the street from my house, and I grew up Episcopalian, which is Catholic but not Roman Catholic. Mm-hmm. Like, I know, can so get did married, I. And you know all about it, yeah. Mm-hmm. I love so them. did I. So I was Episcopalian as well. Mm-hmm. See, but, but so then a Baptist preacher moved across the street, and one of my grandmoms, mm-hmm. she's 94, she's Baptist, and my other mm-hmm. grandma that passed today, she's Methodist. So I kind of wanted to find out what was going on. So. Right. I explored with them, um, you know, the Baptist religion a bit, and then, you know, in subsequent years, um, I studied Pentecostal, um, Islam, like a lot of different religions, just looking for the truth. And, um, you know, when I was about, when I was 21, I fasted for Ramadan, and that's when I just had, like, just this amazing, just almost like out-of-the-body experience. And um, so that's when my deepening really, really solidified, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so naturally when I pray, like it's, it's, <laughs> you know, multiple, multiple, I guess you would say religions. I just look at it as spirituality because God, God, I know who I'm talking to and I know the results right. that I'm getting. So that's it. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I say God answers to whatever name you want to call him. Allah, you know, whatever name you want to call him. I, you know, mm-hmm. I personally do not subscribe to any one religion. You mis- mentioned Episcopalian. My my mother, um, actually, her father was a, a Baptist minister, but she, in her adult life, became converted to Episcopalian. She became Episcopalian. So my parents sent me to a Catholic school, so I had Catholic uh, religion in school and went to mm-hmm. a Episcopalian church on Sundays. So, and my father was Baptist, never went to the Episcopalian church. So, yeah, I understand what you're saying there. Um, so, uh, and so when you were, were 21, you went into this bookstore. Tell me more about that experience. Mm-hmm. So um, that was, so maybe I was 20. This is this why I chose to fast that following year. But so mm-hmm. in there was a metaphysical uh, section. It's like, metaphysical, what is that? Everybody I know is Christian. If you're not, you're going to hell. Like, I just had, you know, all the things <laughs> I was indoctrinated with that I absolutely believe because everybody that I know and love and trusted believed this. So it had to be the truth, even though something in my stomach was like, girl, God is so much bigger than this little experience that you that you keep making pretend that you're having almost. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So anyway, yeah. I read this book. Um, and because I was a psychology major, I just I kind of didn't want to hear from anybody that wasn't in my field. So mm-hmm. um, I read a book by a licensed psychologist from DOS, and um, Be Here Now. And but these there was two psychologists. They kind of wrote a book, but they were having um, they were tripping off of acid. I'm good on that part, but I was just interested in their encounters, and they were talking about multiple things that I've never really, um, I had never really sat with for myself. And he was talking about multidimensional experiences. And as much as I I was like, yeah, right, there was a part of me that was curious. Um, and then as I started just developing and um, becoming uh, friends with different people in different cultures, like one of my closest girlfriends at home in Philly is Chinese and she's Buddhist. And, I, you know, and I was looking at Lynn like, well, I don't think she's going to hell because she, you know, like, I think, and I just started looking around, I started realizing, I was like, okay, take all of that out of it. And let's just yes. be realistic. Like, um, you know, me as a human being, I don't have a heaven or a hell to put someone in. So what is it, like, who am I, where am I, what is my purpose, basically? And so I mm-hmm. just started waking up to the fact that no matter who you are, no matter what your religion is, whether you have one or not, um, again, I don't have a heaven or hell to put you in, but my job, I'm anchoring more love, more joy, more, ki- more kindness for myself. 
And so when yeah. I show up, I am that light. That is my responsibility. Um, you know, that's who I am. So, so something about me, I'm hoping, will lead you back to yourself to know deep down inside that you are enough. You are okay, which leads me to um, the topic of our show, increasing joy and lessening anxiety, especially in 2015. Can we talk? Oh, my God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. So yes. my research, um, beginning from my dissertation, my research is, um, I told you a little bit about it. It's the psychological impact of media on women's self-esteem. And mm. basically what I'm finding is, you know, in living in Hollywood, especially you would think, you know, even working inside the entertainment industry as far as choreography and dance is concerned and or working in, um, you know, the counseling industry, the 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 issues are the same. And no matter <laughs> who these beautiful women are, no matter what they've attained in life and no matter you know, what beautiful positive attributes they have. The messages that I've been finding through my research is that that they're getting is I am not enough. At the core, there is something wrong with me. And we as women, and especially black women, now we're at the point where we're apologizing. I'm not apologizing for my hair. This is what it looked like. Deal with it or not. (laughs) That's it. You know, so, but that had to bring Mm -hmm. me to a point because, um, and so with me, you know, and especially as to not cast judgment, but with me, you know, there was a specific agency that I really wanted to belong to as a dancer because it seemed like the dancers at this agency, wow, you know, they worked. So um, no matter who I had been with prior, I was I seemed to be always getting my own job. You know, I've been choreographing mm-hmm. since I'm 15 and, and taking professional dance lessons since I'm four years old. So, you know, that was my dream in life. Like, I'm definitely, I'm going to gonna do this. And so when right. I met with the agent, it was kind of like, uh, your hair, girl, uh, like, it was kind of like, yeah, you need a weave. And I was like, you know, what, what, at that point, like, okay, well, this is what I need to do in order to be in this agency. So basically, what is it that I'm willing to accept for myself? What I'm saying to myself is, okay, I'm in agreement with you. I'm in agreement with you that I am not enough. So no matter who I am, what I am, as I'm, whatever I'm showing up as is not enough. Whenever I come to this audition, what I'm telling myself is, I need to conform to be whatever it is that you're seeking because I am not enough, right? Mm, but as right. a dancer, when you show up, the only instrument you have is yourself, is your body, and where it's coming from is your core. And if your self-esteem is affected, I don't care if you can do 20,000 turns in a row, you won't, you'll fall out of a single turn, right? So mm-hmm. what happened with me was um, when I was approaching, once I got accepted into a doctoral program, you know, I was on my couch, and it was just this voice. And I was like, kind of like, whose voice is that? I know I'm not going crazy. I've been praying and meditating a lot, but hold up. That's <laughs> what's really happening. And the voice was my hair. And I was like, yo, wait, what's happening? And she said, um, it was an energy. Energetically, my hair was like, oh, so you about to talk to women about women's issues? And I was like, yeah, I can do it. And and then, you know, the feeling tone was like, oh, Really? Well, what about your issue? And I was like, I don't have an issue. <laughs> mm-hmm, and then it mm-hmm. was just like, okay, well, basically showing me that, okay, why are you apologizing for your hair? And I was like, I'm not apologizing. You know, I'm wearing my hair like this because um, these auditions and my hair was like, when's the last time you've been in an audition? I was like, oh, um, started counting. And then, I, and then I could take myself back through memory lane. Like every time I would take out the weave, I would apologize. And people would say, oh, my mm-hmm. God, I love your hair. Oh, my God, no, I'm about to get it done. You know, don't, don't, you know, it was all that. And so um, Mm -hmm. a group of my girlfriends from Agape, again, had all, like one of them, Mecca had dreadlocks and she was transitioning. She had cut them off and so on. Like everybody was kind of, we kind of all showed up and we were all in the same process. Like, really? Wow. And when I tell you, um, it's been such a journey as far as just women on the street coming up to me with their story. And it all goes back to self-esteem and it all, and it's, it's um, stemming from the messages that we're getting from media. So, again, with my research, what it's proving is that, um, you know, when you're, when you're misrepresented, you know, mm-hmm. on, on um, socially, you know, through media, and or when you're not represented, you start picking up the message that something's wrong with me. And one of my um, – when talking to Ricky Byers Beckwith, one thing she said is that media is like God. It's everywhere. It's everywhere present. Like, no matter where you are, there it is, whether it's a billboard or somebody's talking about something, it's everywhere. And so when this this information is just pervasive and it's everywhere and you're picking it up, whether it's on your phone or you just want to mind your business and check your email and then boom, pops up these images, we don't recognize that whoever controls our perception is controlling our reality. 
And so when we're mm. not tuning within and knowing what it is that you and I are speaking directly about, allowing ourselves to have a direct experience with the God inside of us, then we're not living. You know, I, mm. you know, I can come to you for, for anything, but one of the things that I've learned in this journey, to answer the initial question, um, that set my soul free was two things. It said, the highest prayer on the planet Earth is that of a mother for her children. And you know, I'm so extra. Right. I bypassed her. I ran straight to my grandma's like, hey, grandma. <laughs> That's first. And the mm-hmm. second thing I learned is that nobody's prayer is higher than yours. Oh, mm-hmm. so I was giving my power away all this time? So I kind of learned mm-hmm. that once. And so to answer your question, basically, I just felt like when I show up as that, it gives other people permission just to be their whole self. Right. So true, so true. Now, when I met you, I just, I met you as you, and I just, like, I was just taken in by your vibrant um, vitality, your your joy. I mean, your name is Joy, but your joy radiated. So you were named mm. perfectly because <laughs> your joy yeah. radiated from inside of you. That's what I saw. Your hair is beautiful. Thank you. Your hair is beautiful. (laughs) Thank you. So you're so, so right, and you're so right about what you say about media, and especially on these young women out here. They're they're trying to change. They're, They're trying to not be who they are inside to conform to what media says they should look like or they should be. You're, what you're saying and sharing with our listeners is so true, and especially for the young young female listeners listening, that you are, you're perfect just the way you mm-hmm. are, and just let that light inside of you shine. So it, it's it's so wonderful. And, and the whole, my that was my first time in L.A., my first time on the West Coast, and my experience of agape and the revelation celebration, it was so, it was just so wonderful that I said I, to my, when I said, I'm, when I left L.A., I said, I have to bring this back with me, I have to bring this to the Poconos, because I'm not moving to L.A. <laughs> I, love the Poc- I love the Poconos, but I need to bring that experience here. And I would love, that's actually my vision. I would love to have a center like Agape here in the Poconos. Um, I'm founding a, a nonprofit foundation in my son's honor. Kyle um, was his name, but Kyle stands for not just his name. K-Y-L-E stands for Keep Your Light Expanding. And so it will be mm. the Kyle Center, um, and that will, it stands for Keep Your Light Expanding. So what I experienced at at Agape Revelation was everybody, um, you know, expressing themselves and being themselves and letting their light shine, and all and you know, uniquely. It, you're, you're right, but 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 the thing about it is, it's funny. Like um, you know, I've been to a lot of churches and a lot of denominations, and I'll still go. You know, I'll go with friends or wherever. I'm fine. But when I showed up, when I went, when it showed up for me, it was kind of like, wow, I finally get to, to be my whole self. What I would basically say along the lines of what you're saying in, in your center and everything is once we give ourselves permission, once we give ourselves permission to just be our whole self, it knocks off a lot of the pressure. You recognize yeah. you are nowhere where God is not. Like we, exactly. we have our own separate relationships with people. If I call my mom right now, I'm going to just start talking. I don't have to have the formalities and the, okay, let me explain. I'm going to call her like, girl, and it doesn't matter <laughs> that, I, that I've attained every academic honor degree on the planet. I am going to have prepositions at the end of my sentences. I will not have subject-verb agreement. I need her to understand exactly where I'm coming from. And, and I can just be myself in, in that way without having to feel judged. And so if I can have that relationship with my mom, why can't I have that relationship with God? Why can't I have that relationship with my angels? Like, why why am I not taught that, like, as a little child when I knew that? What what about me stopped making pretend, started making pretend that I didn't know that, that I didn't know Mm -hmm. that I was whole, perfect, and complete, that I didn't know that, that I was completely protected, that I didn't know that even in my darkest hour, I am never alone. That's the bottom line. Yes, 
That is so true. That is so true. And the wonderful thing is to to start teaching children that at a very young age. You are all that you need. You you already have within you. God is always with you. You're always protected. And who you are, you don't need to change who you are for anybody. Just let, let your light shine from within. And to teach children that, because you and I, um, we're different. I'm probably old enough to be your mom, but um, we're in different generations. But we were raised the same way. We were raised to feel like we're not enough. You know, and um, mm-hmm. and a lot of people are raised in that mindset that we're not enough. And like you said, B, when I went to Catholic school and what I was being taught in Catholic school, I'm like saying there's, there's, there's got to be more. There's more. There's mm-hmm. something missing. It just there. I'm not getting you know the full picture even at four and five years old. Uh, and mm-hmm. and I was taught. I see. I was raised in the era where children are to be seen. And not heard. And my not father heard. would say that. Yes. My father would say that. Children are to be seen and not heard. That I was raised in the sixties. And the, mm-hmm. so it's like, okay, I have all these questions that from religion class and from math that just are not jiving with me, but I can't even ask the questions, you know. I just have to like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm supposed to be seen and not heard. So it's it's a different day. You know, like you said, 2015. Now we, we need to raise our children to let them know they are enough and who they are. But this are. is what I'm finding, though, like yes. to, to back up everything you're saying. I don't think that the – it's not that the parents aren't doing it. Let me tell you this. I have two things to, to just quickly comment. First, what I'm most grateful for about the year I spent at Catholic school are those prayers. Those prayers are mm-hmm. phenomenal. And the fact that somebody finally was bold enough to teach me about divine feminine energy, Mother Mary, and, and mm-hmm. all the other beautiful saints. You know, okay. So that's first. But second of all, so listen to this, Caroline. The reason mm-hmm. why I did this study was because there is a gentleman, um, his last name is Robert, and he's a filmmaker. And he uh, created this movie. It's a documentary, and it's called America the Beautiful. I talked about it in my research. So in okay. his movie, like, he did several things. But one of the main things he did was he went across the country and he talked to students in middle school. So my daughter is, um, she's approaching her sophomore year in college now, but she was in middle school at the time um, or mm-hmm. a freshman or whatever. So I talked to her. So he asked all these kids all the same question, like, um, do you think you're good looking or something like something like that? And they all, I don't care which, which city, which country, rural, suburb, it doesn't matter. They all responded in the same way, in this negative way. So I'm thinking, you know what, my daughter, please, I'll, she's at Agape, Reverend Arlene. I brought her up since, you know, in, in, in just in love, enjoying kindness, and love your beautiful self. And I tell her I love her every day, how beautiful she is, da, da, da. I'm going to ask her the same question, but I'm not pressed because I know I won't get that response, except. I asked her that question, and she responded the same exact way. My heart broke. Oh. I was like, where did you pick that up? Like, where, right. where did you get that? And that's, right. and that's what we're finding. So I do agree with you in us teaching our children in the ways in which they should go, and then they will never depart from it. I get that. But the experiences that they're having, like you and I, even though we're in two different generations, we weren't going to school and somebody was taking our picture and putting it on social media. Whatever bad hair day I had in 88, stayed in 88. It ain't online. <laughs> the rest <laughs> of the world can't see it. You know what I'm saying? Whatever right, right, faux pas decisions right. I was making with clothing or whatever I was doing, it's not for the whole entire world to see. So you and I, we have a different level of confidence, Yes. Yes. In comparison yes, to these, these kids that are walking around now and everybody Nowadays. Has, has a camera in their pocket. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. true. That is the, the kids growing up today are, are growing up in a different, a totally different world. And this um, bullying online and, you know, all of this stuff that we never had to deal with is, is so true. That, um, But to... Like you said, self-esteem for women, especially young women, and letting them know that, you know, they are beautiful the way they are, that they don't need to. So they get just more and more role models to show them that, more and more, you know, mothers and grandmothers and aunts 
to show them that they are beautiful and to have a yeah. thing like agape is beautiful I, I too. Believe, because that but, I, but just in fairness to the moms and the aunts, we're doing that. We we are doing yeah. our part. Like we we I, I we are really doing that. But, but what I think there needs to be a subsequent conversation underneath of all that you're saying, which is about mm-hmm. media and what mm-hmm. we're okay right now. Forty-nine percent of women in the United States, in my research shows, are over the age of forty. We are representing, okay, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. we're only reflected okay. in twenty-six percent of the numbers statistically on television. And on TV, you see us cast in four main roles, like the bitch being one of them. You know, um, the, you right. know, just just like just the four roles. We don't have to get into you, you know what they are. But the thing about right. it is this: so we're not seeing ourselves represented. So. Because we're not, less women are going into science, into, into technology, into engineering, into math. We're concerned about um, purses and handbags and, and everything else. And don't get it twisted. Those things are lovely to have. But they aren't mm-hmm. the end-all, be-all. Like, this isn't what you're ascribing to, to get a handbag. You know, every designer bag I have was a gift. And okay. maybe two of them I purchased were vintage. It's like when you want something, it'll come to you. But I'm not going to not pursue education and, and not be my whole self and, and try to fit into one of these four little um, things is what, I'm, is, what, is what I'm saying. Categories. Right. So the young girls right. growing up today, they're seeing those four categories. It's kind of like if I'm not in that, I have to get the surgery. I have to do something. I have to become something else in order to fit into one of these four. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And so yes, back to that document, um, another documentary, um, a man who's a, a producer, what he was basically saying is, you know what? He said, um, most of that I don't believe is intentional. He said, men, you know, I think we just talk about the stuff that we know about women. But women mm-hmm. have to be more willing to make films to show us in different genres and different, just different ways of being. And a lot of the times mm-hmm. it's not that women aren't doing that, but those films aren't getting funded. We just need to become more aware because this guerrilla marketing, it's in its yes. in your mind, in your sleep. Yes. You know? Mm-hmm. True, true, true. And I think I think it is I think we I think humankind is going through an evolution process. And and the media is I think it hasn't been affected yet, but I think it's coming. The day is coming where the media is going to actually start having to reflect the changes, the the mm. evolution that we are going through, because we are going through a evolution, and, it, and it's speeding up. And like you said, the media right now is is, is lagging behind. It, it, mm-hmm. it hasn't caught up to that, the revolution evolution yet, but uh, it, it eventually will have to. And and um, so people like you, with with dance with joy dance, um, awake to oneness radio. The more centers like Agape, you know, we're all um, contributing to that shift. You know, and you know that, what? That, I have to. And I'm sorry. I just have to say this no. for any listener that's listening. That's like you know, or whatever these centers or places are. What we're talking about is spiritual communities. It's kind of like this. When you know something in theory, you can know something in theory, so what? You you know, you theorize, right. you, you have it in theory, you philosophize. Reverend Michael said you can philosophize about brushing your teeth. Either you're doing it or you're not. And so exactly. when you have something in theory and you dare to apply it, then you have a direct experience. And once exactly. you have a direct experience with something, once you're a mother, you've given birth to something, once you have had a direct thing, you know that you know that you know with full-on confidence. Come with me, yes. but you know that. And so yes. basically the centers that you're talking about are people all over the world that are willing to wake up to that. Like, you know, faith without works is dead, basically. So I know that I have to take in, inspired, divinely inspired responsibility. Like, it is my responsibility. So even though, you know, I may have been taught, oh, the devil or Satan, guess what? Whether that, whether that energy does or does not exist is not my business. This is my, what am I responsible for? What is what is my mm-hmm. responsibility? You know, Reverend mm-hmm. um, Pastor Creflo Dollar, he says, um, it is needlessly immature to kind of blame God for something that you yourself created. Like, calm down. Mm-hmm. Like, take a take a deep breath and step back. You know, like, yes. we're in this. What 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 in this is my responsibility? And then doing each little thing each day. You know, taking a step each day to mold the thing. When people talk to me. I can yeah. learn from kindergartners. I'm quiet. I'm a sponge. I'm a listen. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like, and, right. and, you know, it's up to me not to 
um, not to, you know, um, look for reasons to become offended, basically. You know what I'm saying? It's like there's truth in so many different things. And even though there are a lot of, um, there, there is a lot of negative energy. You can turn on the media. You can watch that. You can turn on the news. They, pro, they program it. It's programming, programming just mm-hmm. for you. Mm-hmm. First thing in the morning, last thing at night. <laughs> you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Just yes. for you. Just to get into your psyche <laughs> to control. You know, yes, you this ever, is your program. <laughs> yeah, do you ever feel depressed? Do you breathe oxygen? Is your blood red? Like maybe you need these drugs. Really? So maybe <laughs> I've never had any type of medical school education, yeah. but I need to listen to this 30-second commercial and now go to my physician who has graduated with honors and has done residency and been doing this for decades and tell her that, yeah. okay, girl, you know what, I need this medicine because I saw it on television. I'm so confused <laughs> about that. Yeah. I'm so Yes, you yes, know? no, no. So and it's, and, and it's I love mm-hmm. I love the long list of side effects. Okay, you have a headache, oh, but take this <laughs> and now you'll get you'll have this and this and then, you know. It's really <laughs> like I'll keep the headache. I'm good. I'll keep the headache, yes. <laughs> I'm getting the headache back. Keep to the back. Headache. But yes. back to the headache. So when we talk about when we talk about disease, when we talk about any dis ease in the body, so Louise Hay um, yes. You know, I love Louise Hay. You know, uh, Louise Hay publishes so many books, so many yes. metaphysical self-help books. And yes. in her journey, what she discovered is that um, this ease in a body temple, um, when we talk about headaches, she says the headaches come from invalidating ourselves. So mm. I'm like, okay, you know, so if I yes. have a headache, again, that brings me back to myself. Who am I? Where am I? What is my purpose? What happened? You know, mm-hmm. why, why am I incurring this right now? And then right. um, she has an affirmation for it. And the affirmation is, I love and approve of myself. I see myself and what I do with the eyes of love. I am safe. So when you right. do that, when you think about most of the affirmations, and that's in her book, You Can Heal Your Life. But when you think mm-hmm. about most, most affirmations, the bottom line to each and every one of them is, all is well in my world, I am safe. And if we could just all know that for ourselves, I am safe, I am protected, I am deeply loved, I am supported, I am safe, all is well. When you start yeah. from that, when you're coming from that, that's emanating from you. When you're in that frequency, you're, when you're saying initially you may not believe it, but if you say it over a period of time, you know, it right. comes to be the truth it, for, for who yes. you are. Yes. It starts to resonate with you. Yes, and that's mm-hmm. so true. And so true what you were saying about on on an individual level, um, you know, there are so many, and I can tell from online, there are so many people that are waking up to the truth and are waking up to who they are. But now, once you wake up, you do have to take that next step is action, you know, and whatever that, and it's going to be different for every one of us. We are all unique, mm-hmm. and we all have unique gifts to bring to the table. And so, that, and that, that's going to resonate from within. So once you are awakened and are waking up, the next step is now to, like you said, each day, each moment, go out and, and, and kind of share that uniqueness and your, your gift for the world to the world to, so the whole we can all come together and then there will, you know, the evolution process will even speed up even quicker. The shift will mm-hmm. happen even quicker. So it's like you said, it's not just knowing, you know, knowing. Okay, I can meditate in my house, and I'm I'm one with God, and I know I'm good, you know. But now, and that's all good and beautiful, and that is the first step. But the second step is now to to go out and share it, and and. A lot of times people say, well, I don't know what my purpose is. But, you know, meditate on that. It will come to you. What are you, what are you passionate? You're passionate about dance, and you're using your dance to bring joy to others, you know, to, to uplift others, to raise others' vibration with dance. So whatever you're passionate about, that's what you're here to do. Follow that. Walk in that. And, you know, you'll get guidance from within. Um, you will, you know, God will guide you from within. Just trust in that. So, and it, it's different for every everyone. And I love how Reverend Michael said, "Our differences don't divide us, don't separate us. Our differences make us stronger." So it, it's so true what you said about it's it's the you know the media is doing what the media does, you know. But um, we can, on an individual basis, 
as we awaken, and there are many awakening day, every day, every moment, because I can tell from online, online, um, like with um, YouTube and Facebook and everything that's going online, I can see is a different vibe than what you get on mainstream in mainstream media. Because me mm-hmm. personally, I, I tell I stop I stop watching news uh, after nine eleven. Oh my god! I stopped watching the news after nine eleven. I was on my way to to the World Trade Center actually, and I could not understand. Absolutely, that's that's a. I'll tell you about that in a second. But I couldn't understand when I why I had moved to California um, a month later, and I could Mm -hmm. not understand why I was still having heart palpitations. I was getting my car fixed, and then all of a sudden, you know, I was just started. It felt like I was having a heart attack, and then I, I. like my higher self said to myself, like, yo, you know you are safe. So really, what's, what's really the problem? And I turned mm-hmm. around, and I looked up, and I saw the television in the mechanic shop, and I saw that they kept replaying the images, and I saw that every time you see that, you're having mm-hmm. a physical effect every time. Yeah. Like, there's not one time that you're seeing that, you, you, that your biological being is not responding to that. So if you're, yes. if you're responding to that physically, you have to first have it in thought form first, right? So yes. what are you yes. thinking? You're, you're not safe. Everything's not mm-hmm. okay. At any minute, it's all over. Like, these are the thoughts that you're thinking. And then ever since right. that, oh, I've been on a diet from the news. That's the only diet I'm going to be on. But Okay. <laughs> yeah, but. <laughs> okay, mm-hmm. yes. I did. Well, honestly, my spirit told me, and it was about two weeks after 9-11, and I was glued to the news. And that's all that was on television was news for two weeks. And, and and my spirit told me, turn off that news and don't ever turn it back on, literally. And I, mm-hmm. I, and I, I was obedient. I was like, okay. I turned it off. I never watched news since. Now, people will say, well, how do you get – news comes to me. I'm, I, I'm on the computer all the time. I'll, if, if, if there's something that happens in the news that I need to know, it will come to me. I will know what mm-hmm. I need to know, you know, but I do not have to watch it. And I have not watched news since September 2001. And mm-hmm. I have no intentions of ever turning it back on. But I do, I do understand that, you know, the me- like I said, the media is doing what they do. Now um, there are so many hundreds and thousands of people really um, waking up to who they are. And and it's time now that like we we take that second step and and become active you know spiritual activists and just following our passion. I think that that's all we have to do to be spiritual activists is is follow our passion like you with your I agree. Yeah, I agree. But I and, just think at the mm-hmm. same time, um, kindness just plays a part. You were talking about oh, joy yeah. earlier, and I read this mm-hmm. book, um, Power Versus Force, by Doctor. Um, Hawkins, David Hawkins, it's amazing. But mm-hmm. the way that he described joy, he was just like, um, basically, the key to joy is unconditional kindness to all life, including one's mm-hmm. own, which um, which we refer to as compassion. And he said that without compassion, little of any significance is ever accomplished in human endeavor. And that right. is the truth. Like, so I can I can have whatever I believe that I have for myself. But if I am not willing to go out into the world and engage in mankind, so for instance, if I, you know, I see someone who is appearing homeless, you know, what is this? What is in it for me? Because right. the first time that I stopped judging, um, I was lost. I was on my way driving from um, New Jersey to Petersburg, Virginia, back to college. I got my first car. And anybody that knows about that Beltway, Maryland, D.C., oh, my gosh, <laughs> you will go around in so many circles. And I was just, I was devastated. Like, I couldn't breathe. I wanted to cry. I was like, I, I keep, I passed this like 300 times. So I jump off and I get to the gas station. People don't even know what I'm talking about. They ignore me, whatever. And then there's this man who, what if you're homeless, you know, and he said to me, baby, let me tell you something. You better get out that left lane, get out that right lane. You got to get in that middle lane. He was like, the left lane <laughs> won't take this way. He was like, you get in that middle lane, baby. You ride it all the way down. And I was like, oh, my God, thank you. And that has helped me for the last two decades of my life. Like, uh-uh, right. I'm standing in this middle lane. I'm going all the way down. Stay in my lane. The bottom line is stay in my lane, and I, mm-hmm. I'm going to get the results that I want. You know, so right. who knows the sacrifice that that man had to make to be at that space in human history right. to help me out to to keep exactly. me to keep helping myself today. You know, 
Right, right. And you know what? One of always has been one of my favorite passages from the Bible is what you do unto the least, you know, for, of mine. You know, we might see a homeless person, but that's God. That person is mm-hmm. God. And, and and what what you do and how you treat that homeless person, you're tr- you, you're treating God. You know, so what mm-hmm. you do, un, you know, to him. So what you do to the least of mine, that's the passage in the Bible, you do unto mm-hmm. me. And that has always been my favorite passage because mm-hmm. we're all God. We're all God's children. We're all connected mm-hmm. to God. And how you treat another person is, is so, like you said, kindness, simple kindness, just a simple act of kindness daily. Oh, also, I meant to mention today is also Awakening Day. For Are, are you familiar with Neil Donald Walsh? I am. He wrote Conversations with God. Mm-hmm. Yes, the, the, the Conversations with God series. Um, he has started, it's called Evolution Revolution, um, and he has started um, a movement. It's called Evolution Revolution, and you go to evolutionrevolution.net is the website. But the movement is the 12th of every month is Awakening Day. And mm. just to to go out and do something to try to uh, inspire another to awaken. Because I believe in, I, I always use the word inspire, um, because I believe that's all we can do is inspire another to awaken <laughs> Um, to truth. I believe truth comes from within, um, but a per- another person can inspire us and motivate us in that direction. Um, mm-hmm. So um, that today is the 12th of June, so today is Awakening Day for Evolution Revolution. And to find out more about the movement, just, uh anybody that's interested, you can go to evolutionrevolution.net. So I just so- comment to uh, mention that. I'm going to write that down because today is the 12th. And so just to give um, your listeners some tips because they wanted to know, okay, you're saying all this, okay, but how can I do that for myself? How can I become more joyful? How can I lessen anxiety? You don't know my my kids and my husband. (laughs) Right? But the thing is this is kind of like um, the outward appearance is just that. It's an appearance. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's like my mm-hmm. father is an iron worker. And I and when I found out um from him that as as tall as you see a building up in the air is as many feet below the earth the building is in order to support its weight, right? So kind of mm-hmm. like when you plant seeds, you know, a lot of us like we, we get these beautiful seeds and you know, we wanna see roses or we wanna see whatever and like I tell many of my clients, you know, uh, they plant the seeds and they make sure that the conditions for their development are ripe, the perfect sunlight and water and just enough of everything else. And when I asked my dad, you know, how long does it take before, you know, the seed blooms? He said either 55 or 45 days. But what we do is we go outside in three days and start digging it up to see because we need the evidence of the thing because we're so used to looking at the appearance of it not working. I need to see something. No, you need to think differently so that you can be different. And a habit, exactly. it takes at least 40 consecutive days to be to, to create a new habit. So if I if I am willing to commit, you know, I don't have to tell myself 40 days because day six, you're going to be over it. But if I tell myself 45 minutes, if I tell myself four days, if I tell myself whatever I need to tell myself until I can get up into the 40 days, then there's a definite way I'm going to see, see um, change. And if I choose, first and foremost, to be kind to myself. Um, I wrote a book years ago, and I'm working on a revised copy of it right now, um, your official invitation to the joy of life details inside. Mm. And what I'm basically talking about in in one of the chapters is about um, the ways, the negative ways in which we speak to ourselves. Like if a waiter came up to us and said to Mm. ourselves what we're, what we say to ourselves, like, no, you fat cow, you can't have a piece because you ate that yesterday. That's how we talk to ourselves. You know, so first and foremost, if we're willing to be more kind to ourselves, then if we're mm-hmm. willing also to take up a new hobby, take up or learn a new skill, it's kind of like, you know, I've always been interested in painting, but I don't really have time. I should be doing this, that, and the other. Well, first of all, there are no shoulds. What we mm-hmm. can, we've been conditioned to what we should do, but if you can listen to your small little tiny inner voice, the one that you always like, oh, later to, you know, that voice right. that he knows or she knows. And what that voice is saying to you is through your painting, what happens is this. You're taking up a new hobby or you're taking up a new skill. 
you are detaching. You're taking your focus off of what appears to not be working. And when you mm-hmm. do that, you allow God, you allow the whole entire universe to show up and show out and work it out because your focus is in the painting. And the, the painting allows your heart a powerful outlet in which to express. So we don't think that. We think I'm wasting my time or going to the gym, not today. I need to figure out these bills. You're really not the one that's paying the bills. No way. It ain't never enough month at the end of that check. Don't ever really know where the money is coming from. Let's keep it real. Yes, yes. Okay? You got millionaires going to sleep. There was an interview Mm -hmm. with Will Smith, and he said that at night or whenever it is, he still worries about money. Wait, what? What? So again, if we pick right, so if we are willing to take up a new a new hobby or a new skill. Also, when you get your focus off of you and you go to help somebody just for the sake of helping somebody else, it is it is within your power to do that. So she or he who has yes. the ability now has the responsibility. Go help somebody right. else out of the situation that you feel like you're in. You know, and in yes. doing that also in connecting with others. When we're just allowing ourselves to just connect with other people it doesn't have to be for a specific purpose but you just allow your whole self to show up it's kind of like you're you're allowing your light to shine um and 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 being willing to look at our situations okay it could be a tragedy but depending on the situation if you flip the coin it could be comedy you know mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm. if you're willing to just back up just a little bit just possibly right. you know, to get like a bird's eye view of the situation you might yeah. see the bigger picture you might see a way out and also yes. what I was um, teaching you guys at the workshop is mm-hmm. that um, exercise creates a vacuum at the cellular level. And the whole mm. entire universe abhors a vacuum. What does it do? It rushes in to fill the space with what? With your stuff. So you need to have clearly decided what it is that you want. And then it's yes. okay to go for a walk. It's okay to exercise. It's okay to do, to, to do this for yourself. Um, mm. And in that, you know, allowing ourselves yeah. to just have fun and be creative. And as you know, um, or may not know, since 2009, I've been a faculty member at Debbie Allen Dance Academy here in Los Angeles. Okay. Here, I've been interning, so I haven't really been teaching um, teaching there a lot. But one thing that I've been grateful for is I work with the Early Bird Academy. And I'm like, they pay me for this? Like, I show up to those kids, and sometimes so much stuff had gone wrong that morning mm-hmm. before, before I came right. there. And those kids, just that level of unconditional love, they reminded love. me, just have fun. They reminded yes. me of that. So it's kind of like just being in that space, allowing yourself, your inner kid to shine. If it's Disneyland, if that's your thing, Neil Donald Walsh would say, if eating salami is your thing, like if whatever right. it is, whatever it is that brings you joy, you know, joy. that and the exactly. fact that we need to learn that it's okay to relax. It's okay. You're not lazy. You can sit there. Right. It's all right. The dishes mm-hmm. won't get done eventually, you know, right. and that we, right. we need to understand also um, three more tips. One thing is it's okay to balance our sleep. Like when our sleep is um, out of whack, our sleep, mm-hmm. when our sleep isn't regulated, then the rest of our body, it can't really function at 100% because it's overcompensating, you know. Yes. Um, so and so, mm-hmm. you know, just having different things in moderation. Let me tell you something. My state, look, I love birthday cake. It ain't somebody's birthday, no, every day. So I can have <laughs> cake and not be guilty when I show up to the birthday party. What you want? I want that. All that icing, the biggest life. And I might be mm-hmm. back for another piece. I'm not apologizing about that. You know, it's, right. but it's in moderation. I'm not going to wake up and go to sleep to birthday cake, but. You know, just taking right. things in in moderation. And lastly, right. listen, whatever happened is the only thing that could have happened. That's it. So when we accept mm-hmm. what is, you know, my internship exactly. for this year is coming to a close, and my supervisor asked me yesterday, are there any regrets? Like, is there anything that you wish you had done differently? And what I said to him was, I don't do that. I have faith. Like, I'm not doing that. Who is doing that? Right. I'm not now to take my energy and spin my wheels and go where? To do what? I don't want those results. And oftentimes right. when we talk about lessening anxiety, when you ask somebody what it is that they want, what they'll tell you is what they don't want. Girl, let me tell you mm. what I don't want. It's like I want to be in a relationship. Okay, what do you want? Well, I don't want him to cheat on me. And I don't want Okay, hold. Oh. <laughs> Back so to true. what you were so saying, true. Caroline. Whatever we right. focus on, it's bad. And so like Abraham Hicks would say, you know, anything yes. you focus on for 17 pure seconds of pure intent, 
begins to yes. expand out. It begins to magnify. So whether wow. I'm saying I don't want it, what's happening, it doesn't matter what I said. What matters is my feeling tone. It was strong. All it was was that feeling and that emotion was turning a thing into a thing. Really? That's what you yes. want. So every mm-hmm. time you're in a relationship, that's what you get because that's where your energy is. That's where your focus is. It's, it's, right? Exactly. Right. And exactly. so what we don't know what we don't know individually is that it, as individuals, we are so powerful, which is why everyone's taking their time through media and otherwise to market to us. Because if you can get these individuals to collectively agree upon a thing, what does the word say? It says, it says where two or more are gathered in the name and the nature of the Christ consciousness, their God is in the midst. Time out. What does that mean? When it, that means right. that when it's more than two of y'all and y'all showing mm-hmm. up and it don't matter what y'all talking about, but it's a prayer, no matter what you do, no matter what denomination it is, whether you believe or don't believe, just like you believe or not believe in gravity, when the two of you guys get together, you call a thing a thing a thing, there it is. It manifests. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yes. So we can collectively yes. get you through media to believe that there is some illness, there is something that is just so significantly wrong with you that you need to be medicated. And or better <laughs> than that, let's convince you to self-medicate. Okay, now they got everybody... Where, oh, my God, where I live, is I can't walk nowhere without smelling marijuana. It's like, really? First of all, and it ain't even what marijuana smells like, because I know what it's really supposed to smell like. It's, this is a whole bunch of chemicals. <laughs> or chemicals. I don't know what's happening. So now y'all convincing us to medicate ourselves so Self, you can do right. what you want to do with the political agenda. You can do what you want to do with the school system. You can do what you want to do with all what you want to do with all these other things because you said you were born in the 60s. And one thing I know is that Mm -hmm. if most of the things that were going on today were going on in the 60s, you guys would not have been having it, period. Period. Mm -hmm. It wouldn't fly. But us, we're so distracted. We're so medicated. We're so tired. We're so, oh, my God, something is wrong with me. We're so caught up in our own world that, you know, we're not thinking for ourselves. It's easier for the computer to think for me. It's easy for this to think for me. Right, and I'm what I'm doing right. is I'm giving up all of my rights. You're giving up all your. They're not. giving up all their power. We're giving up. Yes, we're ma'am. giving away our power. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Mm-hmm. You're so right. You're so right. We're giving away our power, and like what you were saying about, um, you know, um, making sure that. Uh, I just lost my thought. See, I'm at that age. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> I got your back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what you were saying was so true, though, um, is definitely we we are giving away our power, and we need to now what we with the media we do need to you know just kind of let that catch up by catch, catching up to the shift because we are going through through a shift. But what you said was was also right on. So I didn't mean to interrupt you. Oh, no, that's fine. But you know what? There is something so great about media at the same time. Like, when I was an undergrad, we had to go deep down in the basement with them big books that you can't check out, you know, so I'm in there six, eight hours or whatever, and I have dance practice, so I'm in there until they, you know, until I have to go. But with Google, it's like it's all at my fingertips. And so having come from the generation uh, the former, right. what I'm, what I'm just talking about, and and now being here, where I can just access information freely, and now I can I can find out more about my my own personal journey and my own search, and and again, and it doesn't. One thing that I've learned that I love where I am at this place in my life because it doesn't get to make anybody wrong. It doesn't right. get to make any people make the best decisions for themselves based on the information that they have in that moment. But it's up to me when I get new information to be willing to do a new thing, period. Right. You know what I'm well, saying? Te- it's just like, yeah, well, hmm? actually, I kind, I kind of separate technology, like the Internet, to me, I don't think of as media. Um, mainstream media, I think of it as what's pouring through that, um, what my uncle used to call the boob tube, you know, the television. <laughs> That's what I think. <laughs> He'd be like, turn off that boob tube. That's what I call mainstream media is what's coming through that uh, mainstream news and all that. Now, the Internet, um, I've got, got my awakening through the Internet, through YouTube. I have too, and through, but what I will tell yeah, you, though, I Documentaries have, like you, but, What the Bleed. Yeah, yeah, but still, you click mm-hmm. on YouTube or you turn on the Internet and you're ready to get your mail or whatever, and that's when um, just a surge of information just comes at you. 
uh, in the news, mm-hmm. what happened? This person's dead. This, right. This is, you know. Yeah. So I, so I just again, yeah. I just have to still talk about me and and us being allowing ourselves to be aware. It's okay to just notice it. Like, okay, I noticed it before. Yeah. You may have just blindly taken it in, like me and the news um, from nine eleven. You know. Exactly. Exactly. Yes. Because, like you said, when you see those images on the news, it has a physical effect on you. So you're, you're, if you see all of the, you know, devastation that's happening daily, and, and they do it at 11 o'clock before you're going to bed. You know, it's really, it's not, not very good to watch 11 o'clock news before you go to bed. Um, mm-hmm. I get whatever news that I need to come to me, it comes through the Internet. And like you said, if I, if I catch a headline that, seems a little interesting i might click on it and read more about it um but i can on online on the internet i could just pass by it i don't have to let it really saturate saturate my entire being with negative news but the negative uh, and it did come to me come came back to me what you were talking about when we are down and depressed and going through something um, like you said, reaching out to I, that always helps me to help another person. If I'm feeling down, if I say, "Let me do something. Let me call somebody. Let me do something to help another person." That t- totally takes my mind off of what I'm going through, and it, it mm. lifts my spirit. And it makes me, it lifts my spirit, and also gives me a different perspective. Now I can look at whatever it was I was going through from a different perspective. And like you said, a more of a bird's eye view. Uh, You know, I can see it more clearly. I can see more Mm -hmm. clearly. But helping someone else when you're in the midst of of a turmoil, but you can reach out and help someone else, that that just takes you out of that that space and lifts your vibration. So that's Mm -hmm. that's so true. I just noticed that with, with... With regular, with everyday people, uh, you know, somebody that I, I know, I love, and to my family too. You know, it's kind of like, I mean, well, I could do this, but what's what's in it for me? Like, what's the end result? Like, you saying this, but so what? Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, you know, kind of like you can toss it up to, you mm-hmm. can just chalk it up to, I don't want to be bothered, or, but you're saying you don't want to be bothered with yourself, and and what you're saying exactly. is you're willing to to live by default because whoever mm-hmm. has the most energy on the thing is going to get the thing. You know, a friend of mine, um, Dr. Raven Rosetti, she and I, um, we were our, we were the cohort, and we graduated. We did our dissertation in nine months. But the thing about the two of us, we were obsessed. You know, we had lives. We had other things we to do. We had families. But I, I slept with the information. I promise God, most of it I think I got by asthma because I was just be like, God, I don't know. What is blah, blah, blah. And I would wake up and because I allowed myself to, to, to go to sleep to balance, you know, to, to balance out my thoughts, and because I was just being a meditative thought, you know, thought about it, I was mm-hmm. interested in it. It's like you, when you're interested in something, you're creating something. And, and, and when you're interested in it, then it becomes interested in you. So as much as mm-hmm. I started researching the research, I felt like the research was researching me too. It was like a relationship. And we were kind of mm-hmm. in it together, you know. But when right. we just want to do something and we don't get the results, so forget it. You know, you go, I'm going to work out. You say, okay, you get all excited, I'm going to work out. Now, you ain't you ain't been to the gym in eight years. You're going to go work out <laughs> for three hours. Really? So you know when you wake up in two days, you bar- you feel like you can barely walk. You're not really going to want to right. be bothered again. But so we allow yep. ourselves to do things incrementally. You know what I'm right. saying? Just being kind to ourselves, more gentle with ourselves. Hey, I haven't worked out in eight years. That's okay. Today I'm going to wake yeah. up and walk to the mailbox and come back. Exactly. Maybe by this time yes, next yes, week I can yes, go around I'll the I'll walk block. five minutes today. Then I'll yeah. walk ten minutes tomorrow. Then 15, yeah. 15 minutes, you know. I can't believe we're already coming down to the end of the hour. This has been beautiful. Yes. It's just like I love this. It was wonderful just talking to you, sharing your beautiful knowledge and your beautiful joy. Because, I mean, Aww. I met you in person, and I know you just radiate joy. And I know it's and it's even coming through in this interview. You're just radiating joy, which is wonderful. But we are coming down to the hour. And the other thing I do want to mention is the oneness factor, though, because you were saying how sometimes people feel like they can't reach out to another person when they understand that we are literally all one. They'll be able to understand that reaching out to another person is just reaching out to yourself. 
But thank you, Joy. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna, I don't want us to get cut off. I always, when it comes down to the hour, I hate when oh, no, Blog thank Talk you. Radio just cuts us off. I just want to say thank you off. kindly. But and thank um, you so I'm changing much. my website, but, but right now it's Joy. It's, what is it? Joyoflife.biz is in zebra. So it's it's still yep. up, and I'm in the process of changing it. But check yes. me out on and I have, If you have any comments, just write to me, and I'll respond. Yes, and I have a link on my website to her website, so you can do, find it both ways. Okay, good night. Okay. Thanks. Thank, Thank you so you. much, Joy. Peace good and love. Good night. Okay. Peace and love.